Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, March 28, 2018. For the next time, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Beyonce, Prince, Jeremy Meeks, Chance the Rapper, Abby Lee Miller, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. 656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain in the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto 14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O in the number 14. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S G I. BBS. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 46 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I want to like to give a shout-out to all my listeners who are tuning in on the phone lines and in the chat room. Thank you once again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I broadcast every Wednesday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern here on BTR. Next month will mark our 8th anniversary here on Blog Talk Radio. So again, I'd like to thank everyone who is still continuing to listening to the show, who's been there from the very beginning. Thank you for all of your support. So how is everyone doing on this Wednesday afternoon? And you know what it means when it's Wednesday, it's hump day. That means a weekend is just right, right around the corner. And this is a holiday weekend, so it's, uh, Easter is upon us, Passover. So uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, before I get started with the show today, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, actress Akimi Look. Akimi was a guest on my show last October. Uh, she starred in the movie The Man from Earth, Hollison. She also has a, a, a role in A Wrinkle in Time. Well, um, a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, around like March 19th, she uh, blacked out uh, during a Tai Chi uh, workout. A workshop where she was uh, standing like in a pose with her arms stretched out to the side, and uh, all of a sudden she just crashed face first on the concrete. Uh, she got injured really badly. Um, she posted on her Twitter and Instagram account where she said that uh, her jaw 
is going to be wired shut for four to six weeks, and she also has some facial scarring. So um, she's right now she's at UCLA Medical Center, and um, if you'd like to help Akimi out, because you know medical bills are really expensive, if you'd like to help her out, she has a GoFundMe page. Go to www.gofundme.com slash Akimi Needs Our Help. That's A-K-E-M-I Needs Our Help. Akimi, I wanted to say I'm going to pray for you to get well and for a speedy recovery. You know, she also... Um, as you know, she, uh, when she was on our show back in October, she is also a gymnast as well. And do you know she was also at the court, at the hearing uh, against the uh, the man that was uh, sexually abusing and sexually uh, mis miscon- misbehaving with the gymnast, you know, with uh, Gabby and Ali. She was at that hearing, so. Uh, I just want to say, Ali, we're thinking. Of, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Akimi, we're thinking about you, and we just want to, you know, make sure that you, you know, recover real soon. You know, she she took a really nasty fall. We don't know. You know, she said that she might have blacked out because she, all all of a sudden she was standing in the pose, and next thing you know, she all she knocked out some of her teeth. She was spitting tea. She has a very large uh, gash under her chin. So, um, yeah, again, if you want to help Akimi out, make sure you go to her GoFundMe page. That's, again, www.gofundme.com slash Akimi Needs Our Help. Well, lots to talk about as usual this week. Um, This week we're talking about Queen Bee, Beyonce, and all of a sudden, there's a mystery going around about somebody had bit Beyonce in the face, and it wouldn't be put. It, it wasn't brought to our attention until Tiffany Haddish, actress Tiffany Haddish, comedian Tiffany Haddish, had put it out there. So it's like the bit that is heard around the world. And we want to know who in the world did this, the Queen Bee. And, you know, the bee high are probably up in arms like, who, what? Who bit our queen? So we're going to be talking about that. Also this week, the toxicology report is in for um, Prince. And we found out it's, it's, it's exactly what we heard of what happened with Kill Prince, but it was, it's a lot worse than we thought. So I'll tell you more about that. Uh, you remember the, that hot convict, Jeremy Meeks, uh, the one who was a felon, and all of a sudden he got, he was, uh, he, his face was plastered all over social media. Women was drooling. They was losing themselves because this guy was looking all handsome well apparently you know he had a wife and some kids and he left the wife and went got together with this heiress and now the heiress is expecting his child tell you more from that he went from felon to father again also uh Chance the Rapper called out Heineken and what I mean by that Heineken has a commercial out that's very racist and Chance the Rapper happened to see this this ad online and called out Heineken. I'll tell you what was in the ad and uh, what Heineken had to say about the ad. Also, uh, this week I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, former child store Corey Feldman. He was stabbed last night. Uh, Chris Evans, his days as Captain America is numbered. Cosmopolitan magazine will no longer be visible at the checkout line. I'll tell you more about this. And, guys, uh, I am going on a two-week hiatus. I'm going on vacation. I will be talking with you in April. So this is the last show for now and until two weeks. But without further ado, let's get started with the most talked-about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right, who bit Beyonce? 
Fans and celebrities alike are weighing in on the mystery after comedian Tiffany Haddish revealed that an unidentified actress bit the pop star face at an event last December. Sanaa Lathan and Sarah Foster are among the most popular suspects amid the widespread speculation, but both women had denied they would ever do such a thing. The party in question appeared to have taken place at the Jay-Z concert in Inglewood, California on December 21st as Haddish shared Instagram selfies with the rapper and Beyonce and wrote that she was at his show that night. Haddish previously teased during a TV special that some drama involving Beyonce and Jay-Z, uh, was, something was going on between the two at this after-party. After Though she did not mention the bite at the time, Lathan, Foster, Queen Latifah, and Rihanna were among those stars who attended that party that night. Now, Lathan, she was steadfast in shooting down the rumors that she's the alleged biter, though TMZ reported on Tuesday that Haddish had told people that it was indeed Lathan. That report claimed the bite was playful but surprised Beyonce nevertheless. And uh, this is what Sonal Lathan tweeted on Monday. She said, quote, y'all are funny. Under no circumstance did I bite Beyonce, and if I did, I it would have been a love bite, unquote. Now, Foster, meanwhile, denied doing it by sharing a screen grab of an email that a reporter sent, uh, presumably to her publicist, seeking comment. Now, Haddish herself tweeted Monday that the alleged body was not to Roger P. Henson amid speculation suggesting as much. Haddish sparked the social media firestorm when she told Beyonce buying story in a GQ profile that was published on Monday. Now, Haddish, who is 38, noted that the same actress gave her a hard time about dancing during the party as well and said Beyonce told her later that night that the accused biter was on drugs. A rep for Beyonce, meanwhile, told GQ that she had no knowledge of the incident taking place and chose not to comment. And supermodel Christy Teigen, who is a friend of Beyonce, was quick to join in the speculation. And while she never revealed her initial guess, she tweeted she was surprised to learn who really did. And uh, Ryan Murphy, who we all know from the hits uh, like uh, the uh, Glee and the uh, the, uh, the other uh, shows on FX, he even said that his ne his next FS anthology show would be Who Bit Beyonce. He was joking. He said it would make for a great mystery show. So, so Who Bit Beyonce? We will never know. Now, Chrissy Teigen says she know who did it, but she says she is not going to have the beehive running after her. She don't want to get involved. So, a, a toxicology report from Prince. Uh, autopsy obtained Monday by the Associated Press show he had what multiple experts called an exceedingly high concentration of fentanyl in his body when he died. Now, Prince was 57 when he was found alone and unresponsive in an elevator at his Paisley Park estate on April 21, 2016. Public data released six weeks after his death showed he died of an accidental overdose of fentanyl, a synthetic opioid 50 times more powerful than heroin. A confidential toxicology report report obtained by the AP provides some insight into just how much fentanyl was in his system. Experts who are not connected to the Prince investigation said that the numbers leave no doubt that fentanyl killed him. The report said that the concentration of fentanyl in Prince's blood was 67.8 micrograms per liter. The report explained that fatalities have been documented in people with blood levels ranging from 3 to 58 micrograms per liter. The report also said that the level of fentanyl in Prince's liver was 450 microgram per kilogram and notes that liver concentrations, concentrations greater than 69 micrograms per kilogram seems to represent overdose of fatal toxicity cases. Now, there were also what experts call a potential lethal amount of fentanyl in Prince's stomach, Dr. Charles McKay, president of the American College of Medical Toxicology, said, generally speaking, the findings suggest that Prince 
took the drug orally, while fentanyl in the blood and liver suggests it had some time to circulate before he died. Experts said there is no lethal level at which fentanyl can kill. A person who takes prescription opioids for a long time built up a tolerance and a dose that could kill one person might help another. Now, search warrants released about a year after Prince Death show, authorities found numerous pills in various containers around his home. A lab report obtained by the AP showed many of the pills test positive for fentanyl and other drugs. Information that had been released publicly indicated that the source of those drugs hasn't been determined. Wow, so it was a lot more it was a lot worse than we thought. Uh, hot convict Jeremy Meeks had gone from felon to father. The jailbird turned model is reportedly expecting a baby with British top shop heiress Chloe Green. Now Meeks, who rose to fame in 2014 after he his uh, his mugshot went viral, kicked off his romance with Green, who is 27, last July. The pair relationship with public after their series of PDA-filled paparazzi photos featuring the two aboard a yacht in Turkey, and it made the media rounds, much to the dismay of Meek's wife, Melissa. Now, shortly after the pictures were released, Melissa said she was entirely unaware of her husband's affair and that he had told her he was going on a business trip. She later alleged that stress over Meek's infidelity likely caused her to have a miscarriage. Now, Meeks, who's 34, officially filed for divorce from Melissa in October after more than eight years of marriage. The ex-couple reached a child support settlement earlier this month, and the former spouse share one son, while Meek is also stepfather to Melissa's two children. Now, Green, the daughter of billionaire Sir Philip Green, is also said to be eyeing wedded bliss with Meeks. That's what a source told Us Weekly in November, that Green was hoping for a ring. Meek signed a modeling contract shortly after he was released from prison in 2016 and made his debut at last year's New York Fashion Week. You know, there's an old cliche, how you uh, get them is how you lose them. You really think he's going to marry this girl? I mean, seriously? And you never know, he might get tired of her, you know? It's like a cycle. Right now we have here uh, 17 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week, every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Again, if you are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. We're getting ready to celebrate our eighth anniversary next month here on BTR. Again, I want to thank everybody who's been listening from the very beginning, supporting, listening, enjoying the show. Thank you again for all your support. And I'd like to thank all my new listeners who are just tuning in for the first time. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Heineken has removed a TV ad following Chance the Rapper's online criticism slamming the commercial as terribly racist. The rapper said Sunday he believes companies are purposely creating controversial ads in an effort to get more views and spark conversation, positive or negative. The goal is to leave company names trending on social media. In a 30-second ad promoting the company Lighter is Better campaign for its light beer, a bartender slides a bottle of beer past several dark-skinned customers while the woman who received the beer in the, uh, at the end is noticeably fairer-skinned. When Chance called out the ad for what it is racist, the beer company was hit by a wave of criticism. Heineken removed the ad from TV and online rotation and acknowledged that it had, quote, missed the mark. A spokesperson for Heineken said in an email to NBC News. And uh, this is what they said uh, for decades. Heineken had developed diverse marketing that shows there's more that unites us than divides us. While we feel the ad is referenced Referencing our Heineken light beer, we missed the mark and are taking the feedback to heart, and we will use this to influence future campaigns, unquote. The link to the commercial remained online at iSpot.tv, which Heineken said it had no control over, and two other ads for Heineken Lighter is Better campaign are still live on the company's YouTube page. 
And Dance Mom star Abby Lee Miller is free to be a dancing queen once again. She's out of jail. The one-time reality star was released from federal prison Monday and transferred to a halfway house in California. Miller, Miller is not entirely off the hook, though, as she's still requires to obey a strict set of rules, including a set of drug tests and meetings with her probation officer. The choreographer reportedly risked a return to the big house should she not adhere to her supervised release agreement, and this is according to Us Weekly. Miller's early release from the Victorville Federal Correctional Institution in California comes eight months after she was locked up in July for bankruptcy fraud. She was sentenced in May to one year and one day, meaning she was sprung four months early in order to pay a $120,000 judgment plus a $40,000 fine. In a January Instagram post that has since been deleted, the ex-Lifetime reality star flaunted a reported 100-pound weight loss and laminated the trust she placed in the wrong people, which she says landed her behind bars. Miller rose to fame in 2011 when Dance Mom premiered on Lifetime, highlighting her Pittsburgh-area dance studio. She quit the show in a dramatic Instagram rant last summer. And Tiffany Haddish has sealed the deal to voice a character in Warner Brothers' animation, The Lego Movie sequel. She will join other cast members who have been tapped to lend their voices for the animated movie. However, the character that she will voice is still unknown. In the sequel, Chris Pratt will return as the master builder, Emmett, and Wildstyle will once again be voiced by Elizabeth Banks. Meanwhile, Channing Tatum and Will Arnett will voice Superman and Batman, respectively. Trolls director Mike Mitchell has been tapped to direct the animated movie, The Lego Movie, which was direct, uh, with two directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They will also be producing along with Dan Lin and Roy Lee. Um, the movie is written in three gra- drafts. The first draft was penned by the former director of The Lego Movie, but the plot and the details are still kept under wraps. The film production is underway after it was delayed for nine months due to unspecified reasons. However, the film has been dated for a February 8, 2019 release here in the U.S. Tiffany has been on the rise since playing Dina in the Universal Comedy Girl Trip. She will be seen on TBS The Last OG, which debuts on April 3rd as the main cast, starring opposite Tracy Morgan. She will also be seen on the widescreen in Night School, starring opposite Kevin Hart. The movie is set to hit the U.S. theaters on September 28th. And Chris Evans' days as Captain America are numbered. Making his debut at the World War II hero in 2011, Captain America, the first Avenger, the 36-year-old actor suggests that he plans to hang up his Captain America shield after Avenger 4. Speaking to the New York Times about what's next in his career, the star says he has no plan to return to the franchise after filming Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4 back-to-back last year. There has been speculation that certain superhero characters will make their last appearances either in Infinity War or Avenger 4, but Marvel has not officially named which ones. Evans co-star Robert Downey Jr. once hinted that not all Avengers would survive their epic two-part class with the mad titan Thanos played by Josh Brolin. Now, Evans' uh, statement appeared to confirm this idea as well as his plan to exit the franchise. In the comic books, Steve Rogers, one of of the uh, one of a, a number of Captain Americas, with Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, played by Sebastian Stan, and Sam Wilson, the Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, as his replacements. Fans previously feared that Rogers would die in Captain America the Winter Soldier and get replaced by Barnes, who was resurrected in the 2014 film after after being presumed dead for years. Uh, Whatever the future holds for Evan character, fans can enjoy what may be one of the last performances as a superhero in Avengers Infinity War, which will open in theaters worldwide on April 27th. The still-untitled fourth Avenger movie is scheduled to be released on May 3, 2019, in the U.S. And R. Kelly, he began grooming a teen to be one of his sex 
pets when she was 14 years old. His former girlfriend claimed in a new interview the latest disturbing sexual misconduct allegations against the R&B star. Kitty Jones, who dated Kelly from 2011 to 2013, says in a new BBC Three documentary that Kelly made her have sex with him and other insides what she characterized as a sex dungeon. Jones detailed as alleged incident where she was introduced to another to uh, to other women who she claimed was supposed to show her what Kelly liked sexually. Now Jones noted that some of the girls in the sex dungeon appear to be underage and says Kelly informed her he'll be grooming a girl since she was just 14. And a friend of Kelly, meanwhile, said in a documentary that Kelly's interest in young girls were common knowledge and that the singer pressed him to seek out girls who looked young for him. The documentary, which is set to air in the U.K. today, comes eight months after Kelly was accused of leading a sex-fueled cult at his home by the parents of his live-in girlfriend, Jocelyn Savage, in an article published by BuzzFeed. Now, Savage, she later denied that she was being manipulated to stay there against her will, while Kelly denied the co-allegations against him through a representative. Now, Jones, who spoke out in the BuzzFeed report claiming Kelly controlled aspects of her life, such as phone use and social media, while she lived with him. Mm, mm, mm. And former child star Corey Feldman said he was stabbed by an unidentified attacker in Los Angeles Tuesday night. The actor, who is 46, took himself to the hospital after a man allegedly opened his car and attacked him with an unknown weapon. The Los Angeles police confirmed this yesterday. He said that uh, the police said that he is in stable condition. And an official with the LAPD confirmed that officers met Feldman at the hospital and took down his report of what happened but said they currently do not have a suspect. The officer added that police did not observe a laceration to Feldman's abdomen and that the actor's injuries are unclear. In a second tweet, this morning, Wednesday, Feldman said he believes the attack has something to do with a wave of threats he received recently. Feldman said in a video last October that he wanted to add more security so he could carry out his mission to call out sexual predators in Hollywood. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, if you are just tuning in, you listen to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. Coming up in the next half hour, uh, we got Tamar Braxton. Apparently she made an appearance on Steve Harvey's show on Monday, and she got our attention when, it, uh, when they were talking about the uh, women's responsibilities when it comes to changing their appearance to keep their man. So I'll give you the latest of what she said. And uh, for all you Chicago Fire fans, you know I had interviewed uh, Jason Begay and uh, uh, Avon, who was the fire chief on the show. Well, Deshaun Monique Brown, who played the uh, uh, administrative assistant, on the show, she passed away last Friday, uh, apparently from a heart attack. I'll tell you the latest. And also, uh, Star Jones is now a, a married woman again. And Jane the Virgin star Gina Rodriguez is set to produce a and star in the Netflix live action feature film of Carmen San Diego. All those stories and more coming up after this music break, so don't go anywhere. It's better 
Right now we have here uh, 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Shawn Mendes and Lost in Japan. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Miss Tamar Braxton, who appeared on the Steve Harvey Daytime Show on Monday and got our attention by saying it's a woman's responsibility to change her appearance for her man. Her comment was in response to a question Harvey posed when he asked if women should change the way they look for their significant other. Now, Tamar, who, you know, now she has uh, she shaved her hair bald, admitted that she had changed for her husband, Vincent Herbert. She said he loved blonde hair and fair-skinned women, so she bought a bunch of wigs, blonde wigs, to wear for him. Now, Tamar received some backlash from those who disagreed with her, uh, like one responder saying that uh, she felt that just because you make a choice, to please don't put it on all women. This make me kind of sad. He should love you as you love him. We accept so little. And then another person said that I thought I was the only one who did this for my husband. Thank you. It feels good to know that I'm not the only one. It's frustrating to hear people call you stupid for wanting to do things for your husband. I don't have friends, and I'm not close to family just for those reasons. Thanks for sharing. Uh, how do you guys feel? I mean, I, I can understand where Tamar is coming from because, even you know, Beyonce, you know, when she was talking about, she had a song, 
and it, it I forgot the name of the song where she talk about you know cater to you. That's what was the song. It was Destiny Child. Where in the song she talk about staying fly for her man, making sure she keeps herself together so that he won't stray or look at other women. You know, you want to keep up on your appearances so that he there's no need for him to have a wandering eye or be interested in somebody else. And that's the part, you know, they try, women, we try so hard to make sure we keep ourselves up as far as appearances. We know what our husband like. We try to, you know, keep his attention on us because this is what he likes. So I can understand where Tamar is coming from. And on the other hand, where the other lady said that he should, um, the the only thing that your husband should do do is to love you for you. And it is sad because you would think that, you know, if he, he your husband's supposed to love you f- no matter what, whether you gain weight, lose weight, your hair is not as thick as it used to be, he's supposed to love you till death do you part. And um, it's just like, you know, in our society where we are, and another thing I wanted to point out that men are visual. They 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 see and do everything visual and to keep their attention they see things so the point that I was going to try to mention before it's just like when you know our society everything is based on looks uh when you go to a job interview don't you know that the people the the attractive candidates that go for the job tend to get higher more than even though they might not have the experience, the education, or the background to do that job, they will hire an attractive person first more than they would do somebody who's least attractive, but that least attractive person might have all the credentials and the education, the background, the the experience. That's the world that we live in. So, and you would think that oh they should hire the person that has the more more much more experience in the background but it doesn't work like that nepotism is real out here case in point look at our current president everybody in his administration is incompetent don't have no background knowledge whatsoever but because they're friends of his or they're attractive oh you you can have the job i'm going to hire you so you would think that, okay, they would hire me because I would have the, the experience, but it doesn't work like that. So I can understand where the two ladies are coming from. Uh, Tessa Thompson reportedly will star in Sony's Men in Black spinoff. The gig will reunite the actress with her Thor Ragnarok co-star, Chris Hemworth, who, uh, whose deal is not sealed yet, but he is expected to do it, according to The Hollywood Reporter. In the upcoming film, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are not expected to reprise their role as Asian K and Asian J. This new project is more of a, a ensemble cast rather than focusing on two Asians. The film will also be more global in scoop. Now, although details are being kept under wraps, the Men in Black reboot will surely expand the original premise of a convert force instructing its two agents to police the alien population hidden on Earth. In addition, the film will be set in the same universe as the original film. The movie will be directed by the the fate of the Furious director, F. Gary Gray. The studio has dated the spinoff for a June 14, 2019 release here in the United States. Tessa received a 2018 BAFTA Award nomination for her role in Thor Ragnarok. She will reprise the role in the upcoming Avengers Affinity Award that will hit theaters on April 27th worldwide. She is currently shooting Creed II, reprising her role as Bianca. The actress also stars as Charlotte Hale on HBO's science fiction thriller series Westworld since 2016. The season two of the TV series will premiere on April 22nd. In addition to starring in movies, she was featured in Janelle Monae's Make Me Feel music video. And Dushan Monique Brown died after suffering an apparent heart attack on Friday, March 23rd. According to the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, Dushan died shortly after 12 p.m. at St. James Olympia Field Hospital. She was 49. Law enforcement sources told TMZ that Dushan was at home on Friday morning when her family called paramedics after she uttered feeling ill. Then she was taken to the hospital and died that noon. Medical examiners is conducting 
conducting investigations on her death. Some sources revealed that Deshaun admitted herself to a Chicago hospital after she felt pain on her chest a few days ago. She went through tests but was released in a short time. Chicago Fire producer Dick Wolf, on behalf of cast and crew, sent his condolences to the actress family. He stated that the Chicago Fire family is devastated to lose one of its own. Our thoughts and prayers are with Deshaun family, and we will all miss her, unquote. Deshaun, most affectionately known to many as Connie on NBC's Chicago Fire, died suddenly Friday morning of natural causes. She has been on Chicago Fire since the debut on October 10, 2012. She played Connie as assistant to Chief Bowden. She also played a nurse on Prison Break as well. And someone is not being faithful to Cardi B. And no, we're not talking about her fiancé, Migos rapper Offset. Nope, we're talking about the Bronx-born Raptress appears to be having some trust issues with her team. Page Six is reporting that a TMZ report about her pregnancy of seven months with a birth date this summer hit too close to home. She said uh, she told an outlet that she feels that the leaker must have been someone close to her team, otherwise there was no way they could have known that information. That means in her mind, Cardi would take control of the situation and will soon reveal the news herself. Meanwhile, in other Cardi B news, in case you forgot or just planned uh, or just didn't know, her debut album drops next week on April 6th. She took to Instagram to reveal the project. It's called Invasion of Privacy, and she gave everyone the first look at the artwork. And they're turning the page on Cosmo. Walmart would no longer feature Cosmopolitan magazine in the checkout lines at any of its stores due to its high-profile, sexualized, and degrading content. The National Center of Sexual Exploitation announced yesterday customers will now will now need to go to the Walmart magazine section to find Cosmo, which uh, the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, uh, where they do, they don't believe it's appropriate for children. Uh, they also said they've been working with the superstar chain superstore chain for months to implement the new policy. They also had called out other media outlets in the past, including Sports Illustrated and its annual swimsuit issue, for featuring content that the organization deemed objectable. Especially in this Me Too world, uh, they want to try to start addressing the fact that we just can't treat women as objects in, in the way that uh, our popular culture uh, expect it to be. You know, they expect women to be treated with respect in their day-to-day lives. Now, um, the National uh, Center on Sexual Exploitation, they released a press release, said that the change will be implemented in every Walmart store. This is what the release said. They said over 5,000 stores where family and individual will no longer be automatically exposed to Cosmo hyposexualized and degrading article titles that regularly promote pornography, sexting, BDSM, group sex, annual, annual sex, and more, all while making marketing towards young teens with Disney Star cover models. The organization said they will try to work with Target and Walgreens to implement similar policy regarding Cosmo being removed from checkout areas. And Star Jones is now a married woman again. It was first reported by uh, Confidential. They first reported Sunday that Star Jones and her now husband, attorney Ricardo Lugo, has headed to sea to marry. And uh, now it has been official. Uh, The internet exploded with confirmation that the lawyer in love had tied a knot on a cruise ship where uh, sources say they were joined by Bill Bellamy, Suzanne DePaz, BET CEO Deborah Lee, and Tina Knowles. Knowles, better known as Beyonce mom, she posted a message on Instagram that read, quote, with all my beautiful fly girls on the sea here to celebrate the love and union of Star Jones and Ricardo, unquote. It was a big weekend for Jones, who turned 56 on Saturday. It was first reported in January that the former View host would be uh, be giving marriage a second chance on a boat that would head to sea in late March or early April. That news followed a private shower where Vanessa Williams serenaded the bride-to-be and friends on land. 
And Jane the Virgin star Gina Rodriguez is set to produce and star in Netflix live action feature film of Carmen Sandiego, and this is according to Deadline. The character, the villainous head of V-I-L-E-E, originated in a computer game series and has been featured in books, game shows, and the mid-1990 animated series. Rodriguez has already signed on to voice the title character in Netflix animated series set to begin streaming in 2019. The 33-year-old Latina actress recently starred in the sci-fi flick Annihilation, and she will take on the upcoming Miss Bala, the remix of a Mexican movie about a beauty pageant contestant who is forced into a drug game after witnessing a mass shooting. She recently teased that the next season of Jane the Virgin could be its last. Right now we have uh, uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a, another uh, music break and uh, I'll be back with the last remaining uh, stories of the day so uh, don't you go anywhere from the Love, Simon uh, motion picture soundtrack that's called Love Lies. 
Well, we got almost how many minutes left? We almost got ten minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining uh, stories of the day, uh, it took six weeks, but Black Panther has finally been upseated as the top film at the North American box office. The Monster vs. Robot science fiction, fiction sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising, destroyed the superhero sensation with 28 million in ticket sales, according to the studio estimates this past Sunday. But the results for Pacific Rim Uprising, a Universal Picture Legendary Entertainment release, cost $150 million to make, was soft, at least domestically. Like the re- recently released Tom uh, uh, Raider, its biggest business was in China, where Pacific Rim Uprising debuted with $65 million for Legendary, which is the Chinese conglomerate Wanda Group acquired in 2016. And even though Black Panther slid to second place with $16.7 million, it is in the sixth weekend. Ryan Coogler's film Notch Another Box Office Milestone is now the highest-grossing superhero film ever in North America, not accounting for inflation. The film's $631 million in domestic ticket sales has surpassed the $623 million of 2012 The Avengers, Black Panther also became the fifth highest-grossing film of all time, rising above Star Wars The Last Jedi. The record-breaking hit of Black Panther has been followed by a string of lackluster performers, including Tom Tomb Raider, A Wrinkle in Time, and Red Sparrow. Pacific Rim Uprising may have taken down Black Panther, but a blockbuster heir to still hasn't been found. Next weekend, Steven Spielberg will try with his big-budget virtual reality spectacle, Ready Player One. And actor-director Edward Norton, after seeing real heroes in action on his Harlem movie set, vowed on Saturday to assist the young family of firefighter Michael Davidson. Norton delivered a lengthy Instagram post to refute inaccurate reports about the deadly Thursday night fire and expressed his admiration for the fearless FDNY. The three-time Oscar nominee said he intended to create a fund to benefit the firefighter family who details uh, with details to come in the future. Norton recounted how a crew member smelled smoke while shooting the movie Motherless Brooklyn based on the John Den Leatham book. Now, Norton's statement also refute reports that the blade began on the set and other inaccuracies. Norton credited the rapid response of the movie crew and the FDNY for sparing the lives of residents trapped inside the burning residence. And Dan um, Snyder's wildly successful run at Nickelodeon is over. The network announced Tuesday that it has parted ways with the series creator after more than 20 years. Dan and his uh, Snyder Bakery team had created a string of lasting groundbreaking hits over the years, including iCarly, Drake and Jaws, Victorious, Keenan and Kel, and the current number one hit show on Nickelodeon, Henry Danger. Snyder began his Nickelodeon career with all that and then moved on to create shows, including The Amanda Show, Keenan and Kel, What I Like About You, and Zoe 101. His show launched the careers of stars including Amanda Bynes, Victoria Justice, Ariana Grande, Miranda Cosgrove, Jamie Lee Spirit, Kenan Thompson, and Drake Bell. Snyder's career was also marred by widespread rumors of misconduct on set, which Deadline characterized as a cloud of suspicion over the treatment of some younger stars on his show. And Sunday's installment of 60 Minutes, which features Stormy Daniels detailing her alleged uh, affair with President Trump, was the most watched episode of the CBS News Magazine series in nearly a decade. The episode drew more than 22 million viewers, according to Nielsen, giving the series its best performance since a November 2008 episode featuring an interview with Barack and Michelle Obama shortly after, after the presidential election, which registered over 25 million viewers. Sunday episode was headlined by the interview with Daniels, an adult film actress who sat down with Anson Cooper and said that she had sex with Trump once in 2006. In the segment, Daniel, who is 39, said she was threatened years after the alleged affair while she was on the way to the gym with her daughter. And uh, Stormy Daniel also said that she spanked Trump 
and only had sex with him once. Now, she also says she had signed a $130,000 nondisclosure agreement shortly before the presidential election in 2016 to stay quiet about her alleged affair with Trump. Trump, meanwhile, tweeted about the prevalence of fake news on Monday morning without specifically referencing the Daniels interview. So much fake news, never been more voluminous or more inaccurate. But through it all, our country is doing great. This is what Trump wrote. And Deadpool is dead. FX has backed out of its animated Deadpool series, which was giving a 10-episode order on FXX last May. The planned project was created by Donald Glover, who starred in FX Atlanta, and his brother Steven. The network said in the statement Saturday said, quote, due to creative differences, FX, Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, and Marvel Television have agreed to part ways on Marvel's Deadpool animated series, unquote. A voice cast for the project had never been announced, and it's unclear how far in the process the Glovers had gotten. FX president told reporters in August that the series would take on a different tone and editorial voice than the Deadpool movie starring Ryan Reynolds. The movie sequel will hit theaters on May 18. And a rapper who performed at this weekend's, uh, last weekend rather, gun protest in Washington, D.C., was convicted last year for carrying a firearm in California. Vic Mensa was charged in March of 2017 after Beverly Hill police discovered a loaded gun in his vehicle. The gun was licensed to Mensa in another state, but not California. He was ultimately placed on two years probation after he pleaded no contest several months later. And Mensa, who's now 24, he performed his song, Now We Could Be Free, at the March for Our Lives demonstration in the nation capital on Saturday. The rapper performed at the weekend's gun protest in Washington, D.C., and was convicted last year for carrying this firearm. And uh, he was ultimately placed on a two-year probation, but he played no contest several months later. So... um, you know uh, the protest. If you if you didn't know by now, uh, the protest drew a lot of celebrities. Uh, Common was there, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus. They were among the artists who performed at the march. Protests across the United States drew numerous celebrities, including Paul McCartney, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, and George and Amal Clooney. And Grammy Award-winning singer Yvonne Elliman, who gained fame for her hit from Jesus Christ Superstar and Saturday Night Live, will be sentenced on drug possession charges in Guam this week. She and her husband, Alan Bernard Alexander, were scheduled for sentencing on Tuesday in the U.S. Territory, where they had gone to perform at a benefit concert. Their attorney, Mike Phillips, said he is hopeful they will receive probation. They both pleaded guilty to felony drug possession charges in August. Uh, after a court appearance Monday in Guam, Elliman said she and her husband had performed about 120 hours of community service in Hawaii, where they live. Now, uh, the couple who was arrested in Guam, but the concert they performed to benefit a Catholic school went forward, even though the archdiocese on the heavily Catholic island opposed it. They fa- they both face a maximum of six months in prison. Now. Yvonne Elliman, she is best known for her first hit, I Don't Know How to Love Him, from Jesus Christ Superstar. And she also played Mary Magdalene in the 1973 movie version of of the Broadway hit. And she also performed If I Can't Have You on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, which won a Grammy for the album of the year in 1978. And Ashanti revealed her own sexual harassment experience in the music business. The singer opened up about her own Me Too experience during a serious XM conversation with Maria Menounos on her radio show where she revealed what a producer once tried to make her do. Ashanti said producers, uh, producer demanded 45000 to do her album after, he, after she refused to shower with him. Ashanti, who is now 37, said that, she was lucky that she had uh, some scary big brothers who approached the producer and got her, uh, got the apology that she needed. 
Uh, she said that some women aren't so lucky, and that's why the Me Too movement is important, so that no more women have to feel pressure in doing anything just to make it. Ashanti was discovered when she was just a teenager and went on the sign to buy Murder, Inc. records in 2001 at age 20. She was the first woman to occupy two simultaneous spots on the Billboard Hot 100. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in in two weeks when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Stay safe. Have have a great holiday. I'll talk with you in two weeks. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.